This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Everything is awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. And we are so very close to the day of the festival for Everything is Awesome. But before that happens, there's another day of festival shows. That's right. Go to phillypodfest.com schedule to get the full schedule of everything that's going on for the Philadelphia Podcast Festival in 2018, the sixth annual podcast festival here in Philly. Philadelphia Podcast Festival is great because many of the shows, a majority of them, most of them are free. The venues are, are free. You know, you go there and you're supporting. If you go to Amalgam, buy a comic book, have a coffee, support your favorite podcast in Philadelphia. If you're going to Tattooed Moms, buy a drink, get some tater tots. Support these venues that are giving these shows to you for free because without them, we would not have all the quality shows like June 30th at Tattooed Moms. You got Doom Thugs and you got who we're talking to today, the ghouls next door. Uh, You have them performing live for free, so check them out. Uh, if you can and hey you know what the next day the fun continues the final day of the Philadelphia Podcast Fest happens on July 1st at Tattooed Moms and guess what everything is awesome is kicking off the event Uh, we're kicking off the last day of the festival it's going to be a fun time Jacqueline Holloway will be there to talk about uh, her stunt work fight choreography and uh, will possibly be uh, showing me some things and how it works in the business. I know a wrestling worker's punch, but I want to know what the difference between a wrestler's worker punch and a bump is and what they do in TV, movie, and stage. How do they make it work there? What's the, what's the magic? I want to see. I want to peel behind the curtain. Uh, we also have Kyle Harris on hand to tell some jokes and, and, and hang out and talk comedy with us. We're going to be playing Food Fright, a, a, a food-based challenge game where you, the listener, the audience, if you're there, you can win prizes. You can win cash. You can win free drinks and apps from, uh, from Tattooed Moms. And you can win a gift card to Mind Escape, Philadelphia's South Street uh, premier Escape the Room challenge. And other prizes, hopefully, uh, will be announced. Well, probably won't be announced before the festival. We'll have them on hand with us, though. Uh, So check us out at 1 p.m. You know what? One of my favorite shows in Philadelphia is performing right after us, and that's Full Belly Laughs. That will be on at 2 p.m. And uh, our guest from yesterday will be on at 3 p.m., Greg from Philly Famous. We have a great line. The, The first is such a strong lineup, guys. I'm really happy. But make sure you check out Doom Thugs and The Ghouls Next Door on the 30th as well. That's right. We are going to be sitting down and talking to Gabe and Kat from The Ghouls Next Door uh, about their podcast that is part uh, inspired by 
uh, my brother, my brother, and me, uh, my favorite murder, and, and stuff like that. It is a horror-based podcast, which captures my imagination as uh, a person who's in the process of kind of figuring out what to do with his very own horror podcast, The Zomcast. So sit back and relax right here on awesomepodcast.com as we sit down and talk to Gabe and Kat from The Ghouls Next Door. You guys have only been doing this for a couple months, right? Yeah, we started back in October, actually. Okay. Um, is this your first podcast? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, I like to... Before we get into the the, the, the bulk of the interview slash conversation, let's uh, talk about your show at the festival so we don't forget to plug that early on. Uh, when are you guys performing and where are you performing? Uh, we're performing at Tattooed Moms at, I believe, 4.30? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, just kidding. On Saturday. On Saturday, June 30th. Uh, and that is, so obviously this is your first podcast festival as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but Tattooed Moms is a great spot. This is, uh, I'm performing on the first there. and It'll be my oh, third nice. year. Uh, at Tattooed Moms uh, for the festival, and I've done like two other shows with them. So, yeah, it's such a cool spot. Um, have you guys been there for like just fun? Or, or is oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. definitely. I used to live right around there, so it was like okay. a go to bar. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm from Bucks County, so oh, okay. I don't ever go to the city unless it's for a podcast now. Uh, <laughs> And it's and it's usually South South Street's like really really kind to podcasters. Um, oh yeah, you got yeah, you got Tattooed Moms, Bridge Set Sound, uh, and South Street Cinema is like a new venue that is uh, that well they're new for podcasting. Like we just did a show there, and I've heard a couple other shows um, have done stuff there. So they're kind of breaching out from from just doing movies and and having podcasts there and whatnot. That's cool. Yeah, I went to Bridge Set last year for the podcast fest and saw a few shows. Oh, neat. Uh, before we continue, how do I sound? Because I'm just looking at my my levels and they look real weird. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Perfect. Uh so yeah, so I haven't gone to Bridgeset Sound for the festival yet because normally I'm only able to get down there for one weekend, and this year I can only get down there for one day. Um, and I usually, when I'm down there, I'm usually helping. I volunteer with the festival, so I'm usually running uh, things at Tattooed Mom, so I don't get to explore often. Um, oh. But I've I've done a I was. Uh, in 2016 was my first year doing the festival Bridget sound. Actually, they were starting to explore doing live podcasting. So we were one of the first live podcasts out of their studio. Very cool. Um, and they, it sounds like they're starting to pick it up. I think full belly, full belly, mm, full belly laughs does a show there once a month now. I think. Oh, I see their stuff yeah. on the Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, we see them a lot. Um, So let's, let's, uh, before we get lost in the podcast festival, let's talk about um, your origin point. Like, where does podcasting, like, what was the show that, like, got you into podcasting? And then what made you want to do a podcast? 
Yeah, well, so um, this is game because <laughs> I know we probably sound a little similar. Uh, I am a big, big podcast fan, and uh, I kind of got swept in with my brother, my brother, okay. and me, and then they're kind of the McElroy brother line of podcasts. So like uh, Sawbones, The Adventure Zone, uh, even uh, Travis had like a short spinoff um with someone else and so i was listening to those and then uh my favorite murder and last podcast on the left and just kind of like am constantly always like listening and trying to learn and all of that so i grew this like love for these voices that i was listening to all the time uh and then me and kat found that we had a very similar interest and similar obsession even (laughs) and uh respect for the horror genre and it just kind of like fell out from there was just like why don't we just talk about it and educate people and have fun as well and Kat what about you were you listening to podcasts before you you started doing this um so it's funny actually no uh I would listen to them when Gabe listened to them because we've been roommates for a while so I remember back when we lived with each other a few years ago she was listening to Adventure Zone and I would like creepily sneak into her room to like listen to it with her because I thought it was really funny. And that but like I wasn't like listening to it by myself. So I would always just be a creep. And then when we moved to a new apartment, she listens to them all the time in the morning and stuff like that. So I usually like overhear. But I really liked uh, the McElroy Brothers as well. And I thoroughly enjoy my favorite murder. But uh yeah, I wasn't like very into podcasts at all until honestly, Gabe was listening to them all the time, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'll listen too since I'm here." Uh, my favorite murder is one that I just got turned on to. My fiance, uh, the only podcast she listens to is my favorite murder, and uh, and and so I was like, "All right, well, I'll listen to it too because, uh, you know, at least we'll have a show in common." Uh, because I listen to a lot of like Kevin Smith shows, and a lot, I listen to I try to listen to a lot of local guys uh, and gals in the area. Um, and then like a lot, like I, I actually Adventure Zone is in my queue. I have yet to listen to it because I was spending most of the year catching up on One Shot. Um, but uh, yeah, like those kind of podcasts for like the from from Maximum Fun is their network. Um, I've started yeah. listening to. Um, and so, uh, but my favorite murder was my first like true crime one. And, uh, that there, it's so good. Um, a a huge fan of those. Uh, and is, so, so is, I guess it sounds like those, like my favorite murder and, um, and last podcast on the left probably influenced your show more than the, the others. Yeah, I think um, I think the humor of our podcast is kind of a lot of us, but it's also like my brother, my brother and me is like humor that I enjoy. So I kind of feel like we kind of do that when we get a little silly. But yeah, as far as like structuring and wanting like it to be informative, I was definitely looking at like, I want to kind of fall in the middle of my favorite murder and last podcast on the mm-hmm. left because I feel like my favorite murder is very kind of like we give you this story we're kind of glossing through like this one kind of scenario and then last podcast on the left gets really really deep into their research so i kind of wanted to fall in the middle where it's like it's still entertaining but it's not like we're like losing hours of our lives doing this research but we're also not glazing over a lot of the facts um like the way that they do sometimes in my favorite murder um 
but and it's kind of more of a broad thing so we like to just talk about topics instead of like a specific story which is more like uh, last podcast on the left yeah and i'd say that like we don't really tell stories per se unless they're like our personal stories mm-hmm. and we more so touch upon why things are scary than like the actual story of the specific thing we watched or like a murder. So, so yeah, let's, uh, let me get the full concept of what your, your show is. Cause it, uh, I, I had it, going into it, I had in my mind that it was kind of a, a true kind podcast, but then I quickly just skimmed your Twitter and I was like, wait, I don't think this is, I think I'm way off base here. So, so <laughs> give me, uh, like, give me the, the elevator pitch of what your podcast is uh, so that me and everyone else knows what we're listening to. Yeah. So um, Ghouls Next Door is a horror genre podcast where we talk facts, films, and feelings about the horror world. So this is where we, you know, address a topic, uh, if that's a phobia or just like a trend, a trope, or something that has to do with horror films or suspense, what have you, and then kind of dissect you know what that means in in history and in time and also like psychologically and what these fears say about us as like the human race and why we find this entertaining but we also you know just kind of throw in our own little tidbits and have fun with it uh and we do usually watch something sometimes we uh for example had a video game episode so we played video games um and we plan to do more kind of other mediums but more or less we'll research some kind of media that's related to the topic and kind of dissect that as well. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's the vibe that I got from, from the Twitter. Uh, so doing the little bit of research help uh, as, and that's, we, I, and it's, I'm in the middle of rebooting it, but I, we, I used to do a show called uh, before we got uh, stopped by AMC called the walking dead Zomcast, which was obviously very walking dead centric. Uh, and yeah. then we stopped for a couple of years because of the, the cease and desist. And then we, and then we <laughs> came back as just the Zomcast. And uh, it was, it, it's the, the original goal I had for that was, it was probably not, uh, it was probably more uh, my favorite murder version of your show where there would be zero research done. Uh, because <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm, I, I don't do any research cause I'm pretty lazy. Um, <laughs> but it helps the conversation. I swear it does. There's a method to this madness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So and, and I'm even rebooting it again, and to be, it, it has nothing to do with with. It has. It's going to be a horror game show versus a horror uh, research show. Is what what genre would like besides horror? Like what what genre? Horror is it horror research? Horror fandom? Well, it's definitely like. Yeah, it's 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 fan it's fandom, but it's also like uh, a history um, and kind of like psychological look <laughs> as well. So it's just very informative. But we, I mean, we have fun. Like we our research is rather minimal, um, and a lot of the time we find that halfway through the episode we're learning things like just talking to it we're like whoa that's what like M. Night Shyamalan was trying to tell us yeah, in this film Tiffany every single episode yeah. and it's usually pretty dramatic where I'm like oh my god the thing I now know it yeah this is intense it's everyone like- realized this with me at the same exact time yeah. like did we just figure this whole thing out are we geniuses like every single time we come in with like kind of a few notes and then we kind of explore the topic and learn a lot but yeah i would definitely say it's it's 
we try to be educational, but I guess it's like edutainment. Okay, okay. Would be the thing. I like that. As cheesy as that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My favorite part of it is just like understanding why things mm-hmm. scare us the way that they do and how like that's influenced maybe by like what you've experienced in life, but like how like as people in general, like there's just things that naturally like scare us. It's like a common uniter. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I guess the better question for th- than your podcast origin would be your guys' horror origin, uh, since that's what this is all about. So, for we'll start. You know, whoever wants to jump in first, where what's your your horror your horror origin point? Yeah, we um, we actually did for because we didn't think we'd get that far. Our tenth episode, <laughs> we did this whole kind of like, why do we like it, and what is you know like entertaining about being scared? Um, and we found that when we were younger, we were both really afraid of like everything, and then at some point, there was this turn where horror wasn't this like singular experience that scared us. Instead, it became this like communal thing that we'd watch it with family or friends and be scared together. And so then it became this kind of like excitement of like being with other people and getting spooked and then like laughing about it. So uh, for me personally, the one I could really tie down was uh, Stephen King's Rose Red. Okay. um, Which was like a TV movie. Like, uh, but it was... I got it from like Blockbuster and it was like two VHS tapes and I knew that I was like hooked on horror by the fact that like I was watching this pretty much alone because my family fell asleep but I went up and put in the second VHS tape because I just needed to know how it ended and just like was so terrified by this film as like a seven-year-old that from then on I was not afraid of anything else in that same way. Yeah, and um, I'd say we had similar, you know, reasons for why we liked horror movies, specifically, like, most of my really big childhood memories somehow wrapped around that, just because I guess you remember the things that are scary about your childhood. Um, so, like, for me, it was The Sixth Sense. I remember... Do I say it right every single time yeah, I say it? Sense. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, because I think change, but I also know it's not change. Yeah, it's like sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah it. It's because I'm congested <laughs> all the time. Um, so yeah, it was just like watching that and being absolutely terrified of it. And like my dad having to like turn off the TV because I was like screaming bloody murder. And then my stepmom said, they're like, I told you she was too young to watch this. And I'm like, no, but like put it back on. <laughs> I was just being really dramatic. I didn't, that didn't mean I wanted to stop watching it. So like, it was just kind of like the fun of, being scared and like over dramatic and then most of my friends growing up most of my favorite friendship moments were around scary movies watching the ring or you know kind of like the classics of teenage life and being scared of stuff but then also it just like makes the real world seem a little less scary yeah. and everything else is scary i too, mean I, I think the scariest thing in the world right now is real life uh oh yeah so i i find it i love the the glossing over of the vhs because not, not i guarantee you know what how many people know what a vhs is anymore <laughs> yeah yeah uh i just that that made me smile because i i'm i'm in my mid-30s so like i'm i'm part of the old generation of like remembering all that crap uh yes so yeah it's like for me because i i am like a recent like car convert like and i and i got into it i say recent probably the last 20 years but when i was a kid 
uh, everyone was watching like the classic Halloweens and Friday the 13th and, and, and all those movies. And I never, I didn't never wanted to watch them. I was always, I, it stems from the first, my, in this, my first horror moment that I remember was actually, uh, Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I like watching it as an adult, like it's not scary, but as a kid, when he's like, when he turns into the handrail snake thing and has a giant oh. monster head, that's like for a five-year-old, I think I was about five when I watched that. It was, it's the scariest thing to a five-year-old. I think that's what made me step away from horror and just not, never want to watch it. And it was, so for me, my generation, uh, which maybe, uh, maybe your generation too, like Scream was what like yeah. defined oh, yeah. redefined horror or defined horror in my case um and and so since then i've been like a huge fan and 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 i say that as someone who's still have yet to see the original halloween i just saw last year the thing for the first time so like i'm still kind of catching up on all the classics uh, i assume you guys probably have like dove right into to everything old and new. yeah well, I mean, we still there's still a lot of things that we get um whenever we have guests on, they kind of like show us new things. So there are some of the older ones that we like have just seen for the first time. Like we have seen the we had previously seen like the most recent Amityville horror, but then we went back and looked at the older one or like looking at the old omen or looking at Friday the 13th, like the first one. Gabe had never seen The Sixth Sense before this year. Oh, yes. Yes, wow. <laughs> but I'd I'm seen sure like that's so true. It's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shame, especially because we've seen like pretty much every other M Night film. But it's definitely we. It, it's kind of exciting for us as like horror movie lovers because it's kind of like an excuse for us. Mm-hmm. Like when we're just like chilling at home, we're like best friends and roommates, so we're always together. So it's just like, do you want to just watch a film for the podcast? And then it's like an excuse to kind of dive into something that we might not have previously. Um, and then we're also like, we're strong believers that everyone is a fan of horror films. They just haven't watched the right one. Mm-hmm. And our like definition of horror kind of is, is much larger than most people would think. Like we count suspense and thriller in there. Um, some dark comedies I would say are horror. Like I think gremlins is a, is a horror film, especially to a child. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Cause when, when we were doing the Zomcast as like a general horror uh, podcast, I was going, we were, I was going through, like IMD recommended lists to like trying to figure out my top 10. I don't know if it was like a childhood or all time or something. And gremlins came up and Jurassic park came up. I'm like, oh, and, yeah. and for me, I'm like, I don't buy it. I don't like I, I, gremlins was hard to buy as, as, as a horror Jurassic park only recently after, re, after watching the, the fallen kingdom movie that I really kind of sit back and say, maybe Jurassic park could be a horror movie. I will say I was absolutely, as a child, terrified that if I opened up, like, the blinds of my window, that there would be an eye of a Tyrannosaurus. That was a real fear of mine for, like, five years. That, like, I would not look out my window if it was nighttime. It was like, I thought it would be there. And that's, like, so irrational. But, like, little me was like, that's a thing that could happen, and I'm not doing it. I'm not risking it. Like, you hear the noise downstairs. I'm not the one to go look. That's somebody else's job. Gabe will go look or then die. And then I'll just be like, all right, I'm just going to climb out the window. So, like, I have 
Jurassic yeah. Park is scary. Well, it is. Well, and I was nine when that movie came out, so I saw it in the theater, <laughs> and I remember kind of having similar uh, irrational fears, but I guess they're not irrational when you're a kid. But mine was more so, I actually, probably even more, th- these were probably legitimately irrational. Thunderstorms, when there were, like there was no rain, it was just lightning and thunder, like my stupid little baby Probably. brain was like, oh my God, there's a T-Rex <laughs> walking around. It's on its way. Yeah. Oh, and, no. and I was afraid of thunder for a short period of time after watching uh, Jurassic Park. A, because, I mean, a lot of that movie takes place in the rain, or at least the scary bits do. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then also it just sounds like a T-Rex walking around, so... Uh, yeah, just watching your glasses of water just yeah. to see if they do the rippling thing. I th- yeah, oh, and that was a big. Uh, uh, as I got a little bit older, like probably like within the like twelve months after it came out, like it was playing. Like I, I don't know what kids do today. I mean, I have. I can't go anywhere without a cup of water because they will tell me when T Rexes are coming. Well, and like my, I have two kids, and and they they play thing. They're too young to like kind of play. Uh, after like these franchise movies, because I feel like my son's six. I think that's after watching Fallen Kingdom. Like, there's no way he's watching that for a couple of years, at least in a theater. Uh, but like after watching, for me, like I would run around play Jurassic Park as a kid, and I would carry the cup of water and like do the chaos theory thing that Malcolm did on and the water dripping on the hand and all that nonsense. Uh-huh. So yeah, that Jurassic Park was like a big defining, and I never really thought of it as a horror movie, but I, I, but it's funny going back to what you were saying, those subgenres. I do absolutely count those subgenres as horror. I just don't. I. Oh, yeah. It's hard for me to like say yeah that count- Jurassic Park counts or like Gremlins count or like even what was there was another like silly movie that that was on there that I it, was, I, it might have even been Ghostbusters that I was like I have a hard time believing this is hard Go- well there are some scary she's like Zool is terrifying yeah that whole part is terrifying yeah I know that I, I think cool. because I've seen that movie so much it's hard to look at that as anything but like a what should probably be an R-rated comedy after rewatching it as an adult and like like thinking about letting my kid watch it, uh, it's 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 kind of risque. Uh, Venkman's kind of a dick and like not a good person at all. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's not let's let's go back to the heart. So, uh, what I I feel like the last year or so has been a really good year for horror, like for and for like new horror. Um, yeah, a lot of remakes. Well, and but there, so and maybe I, I I ignore those because they are remakes. But like for me, like Get Out was probably yeah. the best thing for horror, at least for me, in the last two years. And then A Quiet Place is a very close second. What the last let's let's say last five years as like the modern kind of horror movie. What what's your opinion on modern horror? Yeah, I think what it is is that um, we are being smarter about our horror. So it's not like these hokey like slasher films that like there's all these tropes that we've now addressed. So like, you know, the black character always dies first or like the woman trips and falls and just screams and gets murdered. Like we don't do that anymore. And Scream is is one of those films that kind of helped that because it just took this meta look at horror films. It was like, this is stupid. Like if you have sex, you die. Everyone knows that. And now we're just like, okay, it's not just slasher. It's not just like, 
silly gore and trying to get people just like uncomfortable it's actually like we're teaching people things we're getting inventive uh we have to because most things have been done now so it's like finding new ways to do things with cameras uh because i work in the media field so i get super excited uh anytime i see unique stuff (laughs) as far as camera work goes but then also like story wise um and whether that's um the remakes and kind of using the old stories and and putting them in a popular way uh to work for today's like audiences or it's making something new that's uh kind of adapted from older things and making them better yeah i would definitely say there have been a lot of really big wins in the horror genre in terms of like the last five years but then you i think we haven't completely gotten rid of the tropes but then at the same time, like, those are famously known as, like, not being good movies. Yeah. So, like, for me, Ouija, awful. Yeah. Was that in the last five years? Yeah. I, I feel like it was. I didn't see it. I just remember being like, why? <laughs> like, the most of the movie, I was just like, why? Yeah. yeah. We've done this 20 times. Well, that, it's yeah. never good. Just like, why? It, it, but, like, if you have, like, what's it called? The one with the lights. Lights out. Lights out, yeah. That messed me up. It messed me up, even though, it, like, probably shouldn't have messed me up that much it was good when did clown come out yeah clown messed me up i don't know there's a lot of movies that came out like in the last five years that have been like really scary specifically i guess to me Mm -hmm. and probably a lot of other people so i think we've had a lot of wins but if anyone's trying to like stick to the tropes they're usually not that good movies and it's like they should learn by now yeah and and the tropes are uh i think it's hard to escape them but it's um when they when a smart filmmaker can can get around it and, and not put himself in that corner it works out or if it's done in a real like meta way like scream or even like um cabin in the woods was really smart about all oh, yeah. those tropes um and that, that was like i i only re- uh watched that within the last like five years or so like i I've, i had it on dvd since it came out and and recently watched it and and i've watched like it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time now um, oh yeah, and so, and I, and I think it was Gabe. You said you worked in the media field, so you look at those unique shots. I have to assume then that means you're a, like a Sam Raimi fan. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> and it's like I really enjoy all the different styles and kind of take a lot of joy in like finding those and picking those out. Um, and so I kind of geek out about certain directors, uh, especially kind of going back on like gore Mm -hmm. one of my favorite directors not so far as shot wise but as well as content would be um eli ross who does a lot of like the gore like Mm -hmm. um hostile or cabin in the woods but like just like enjoy how twisted his mind was and then also we just did an episode on david cronenberg which i've learned to really like respect in like a way i didn't think i would um and so it's kind of like a fun journey to like dive into the heads of these directors and see their styles but yeah definitely i you know i have a love for all of them honestly <laughs> like yeah who did it follows oh, i, I like know. that guy or girl whoever it is uh, i think their camera work was fantastic their camera work was amazing yeah I did. and i'm not an expert i'm saying that purely as someone who's completely ignorant <laughs> of like what's good and bad in that variety yeah, I it follows is one that I, I've been told to see numerous times, and I, I, 
Oh my God. See yeah. It. You need to. See I, I do need to. I've been caught in this. Uh, well, having kids has like stopped me for a long time from watching movies. Like it was, unless it was a kid movie mm-hmm. uh, or uh, just me just praying for sleep. I've gravitated towards TV a lot from having kids. Yeah. It's much easier to, to, to ingest. Um, and that's actually like, there's not, I guess there is like, as we get, as we're, we're, we're in 2018, I guess there is actually a, a good horror genre for TV now, but yeah. Yeah. Like what's your, how do you guys feel about horror TV? Like what's, what do you think has done it best so far? Well, thinking about kind of like the, uh, remakes, I really enjoy the exorcist mm-hmm. and how that has come back as like a television series. Um, and it's, it's way more interesting to me than the actual exorcist films because it's more about like this, like it's just like so much bigger than just like demons are bad, you know? And like uh, this one kid gets like possessed, like that sucks, but it's so much more. And it's, it's very creative. Uh, There's also, I mean, everyone knows American horror story. And I kind of have this like love hate relationship with that film, that uh, show series, just because I'm not a very big Ryan Murphy fan. Uh, I just think that he's like, let me just slap some, you know, famous people in, to my shoddily written work and then everyone's gonna watch it and then they do so it just kind of sucks but for me it's kind of interesting to see so many people kind of jumping on the bandwagon of horror because of American Horror Story and kind of seeing like people get excited about stuff that I've always been excited about where they're like oh Murder House like did you ever hear about H.H. Holmes and I'm like where have you been dog like (laughs) all of us true crime people have been there like he's old news he's not even that impressive anymore so like like, but it's kind of fun to see people coming around and being like, this is a horror thing. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like, let me show you some more now. Like, you you got your foot in the door. Yeah, I'd say like TV has really helped make horror seem less daunting to people who like aren't going to try to watch the movies. They like will watch a show and be really into it and then still like like all of that stuff where it made it seem less, less of a thing. Like, it's like you want to watch a scary movie. If you don't like scary, you're going to be like, no, mm-hmm. we're like the walking dead comes on. Like lots of people watch that and they can say they don't like scary movies or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's made it a lot more normalized, I guess. Yeah. And that a lot of people have really jumped on that bandwagon. And I also love that. Finally, dark humor is popular. <laughs> yeah. Like Rick and Morty brought that to the front where it was just like messed up comedy like kind of scary comedy like yeah mr pickles adult swim humor Mm -hmm. it's the best i'm so happy that that's like popular now because i was like oh that has been like my whole thing and no one has understood and now everyone thinks i'm hilarious and it's fantastic yeah we're hilarious now so (laughs) you were just ahead of your time you had to wait for everyone to catch up to you yeah Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that's what I kept telling myself. It's with the first major, and because I'm again horrible when it comes to horror uh, television. Like I, I haven't watched American Horror Story. It's not really. It's fine. That's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. It, it doesn't catch my interest at all. But like, what caught my interest was the Scream TV show because Scream was my jam. Oh yeah. yeah. And like that was it, it had a high, such a high bar for me to be successful, and I think it did. I've only watched the first season, so again, a terrible uh, fit supporter. It's probably, I guess I don't even think they make the show anymore. But uh, yeah, it, yeah. it was at least that first season did such a great job at doing what the movies did and 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 applying it to TV and like 
talking about how like this the the meta the meta ness of of Scream even in the TV world worked, I think really well. And it was also one of our first pieces of mainstream media that like accepted podcasting. I don't, did you guys watch scream? I, the series. Yeah. No, I had not gotten to a chance to see it. The, and, and like the, the Gail Weathers character, the Courtney Cox character, instead of being a, a normal journalist, she's a podcaster and it, it's kind of taking oh, a, cool. a play from like, she's acting like, like the, the host of serial, uh, Sarah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, and, uh, and to me that was just like, as a, you know, for, I'm a, I'm a podcast guy. So like, I, I believe in the medium. I think it should be well more known than it. I mean, obviously in 2018, a lot of people know podcasting, but it's like, it's still pulling teeth trying to get my parents to listen to, to a podcast. Uh, so to see it in the mainstream media, it was like, that was huge for me as a podcast nerd. Um, and, and that's hey. probably the reason why I love scream the TV show more than I should have. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. So what is, you know, your your go-to uh like favorite scary movie whether it be of old or new? This is a a question we get a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's every time it's really hard for me to answer because it just we just don't we I mean, that's why I think it's so good that this is the podcast that we're doing is that we just really love and enjoy a lot of them. I mean, so we have some like favorites uh, that really like struck us. So like we just did an episode about paranormal activity and we talked about how important that one was for the horror genre and like us. Uh, It follows Get Out, um, some of the Scream. So like any of those that are really kind of impactful and also like these turning points for the genre are really enjoyable, but we also just really love like hokey, really bad ones too. Like nostalgia pieces where you're just like, this is so dumb, but I remember being so scared of this and that's just like really nice. Yeah. I'm watching it again as an adult person. I'm a fan of like the B horror movies. I try to, and I usually fail, but I try to spend the month of October, like once a night watching whether, and it might be a major, it might not, might be an A movie, but I try watching like anything on Netflix or anything that might be on demand, especially like if it's free. Uh, Have you seen rubber? No. It's about a tire that murders people. Oh, I've heard about it. I've heard about this movie. funny but like <laughs> it's, it's, it's such funny. a good one yeah yeah i've and the the actually it was uh it was a b christmas movie that made me go down this rabbit hole of b horror movies and and uh it was was it krampus no no because that was good it was it wasn't a it wasn't a horror christmas movie it was legitimately just a b like santa with muscles uh hulk hogan with santa claus <laughs> or something and i watched this on christmas day one year and I was like, oh, my God, I need to start watching B-horror movies. Like, because it, it had nothing to do with the movie I was watching, but it just remind, it reminded me of a bad horror movie. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, I did watch Krampus, and, I, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's um, I, I'd rather see, and I think it's changed, but the Kevin Smith horror anthology movie, I think, was going to be Here Comes Krampus or something. Uh, uh-huh. And now it's it's here comes Killjoy or it's just called Killjoy or something and and it's um it's that British um like World War Two um 
guy with the long nose, like that graffiti that was around uh-huh. uh, back then. It, they're turning that into a horror movie. Um, that, that seems interesting. But yeah, uh, there was a one of the horror movies that I B horror movies that I watched like last year was Goldberg. The wrestler Goldberg was in it, I, and I want to say oh. Santa's slaying maybe. I definitely have seen it. I know you're talking about because I remember being like, is that Goldberg? And having like a whole moment about it. Yes, I definitely know which one you're talking and about. That was like one of those. I can't remember. That yeah, name. it's 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 something about Santa and slaying. And that was one of like the good, like, you know, good be bad movies. Uh, there's a whole like Netflix now, I guess, has good ones. But like five years ago or, or like when they were just kind of getting i don't know i I, get, I forget when streaming became like the thing to have on netflix but when there were still dvds and streaming that you had for one price uh there were so many good like just bad b movies that they had and i'm sure that you can still find them if you really search um but now they're, oh, yeah. they're putting out did, have you guys watched um oh god it C- cougar the the martin freeman zombie movie no, that one I haven't finished it yet. Um, but it's it's a it's a, a nice little different kind of take on on the zombie genre where it's it's the, the focus is is very character um, based and and like what are you gonna do in in a when when literally everything could go wrong goes wrong. Um, have you? This is a foreign film that I highly recommend. I'm do, I do not do horror. I do not do foreign film in general, let alone horror. But uh, I think it's still on Netflix. It's called Train to uh, to uh, Busan. Oh, oh yeah, yes. I've seen that. Oh my god, I've seen it's that. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, yeah that was that yeah, was an intense movie. I remember watching Oof. that. It's oh yeah, no, I was upset like ninety percent of that movie. I was just like, why stop it? it? Yeah, it was it was really really good and like so good. I think they're making an American version of it, which. I, you know, I, I guess you could have. I think it was good because it wasn't American. But I, I instantly yeah. want to see the. I'm going to call it. I'm calling it Train to Tucson. I instantly want to see that movie, only because like I I don't want to read. That's my issue. I know that it's not going to be as good. <laughs> the book? No, because it's subtitled. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if you want to pay attention to the story, you need to. But they did talk about making a sequel to that to that actual Korean film as well um but that's like one of my favorite i don't even call that a b movie it's just it's just good oh it was good yeah it was accidentally good like we put it on because we thought it was going to be a b movie we're like yeah we'll just put on this thing and then the whole time we were glued to that screen like oh my god 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 like yeah the entire time emotions for all those characters yeah yeah Yeah, it was and and i I, of course the one guy who uh was i don't know he it's he's the one that I think acts in American movies too. He's like when the, he was really great. He the like the kind of stockier guy who like sacrificed uh-huh. himself at the end. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah, it, it <laughs> is. That was just a really great movie. And I'm trying to think of. I can't think of any other Netflix ones. There's just there's a lot. Um, we'll see. Like I'll take you back. I remember when I was in middle school or high school like it was my favorite thing to do with my friends is we would go to walmart and get like one of those multi-pack yeah. dvds from like the five dollar okay, bin yeah yeah 
and we would get that and we'd just like hang out all night and just like watch as many of them as we could and it was just like my favorite thing to do in like high school was yeah. just like sit around watch awful horror movies yeah. and just like laugh and Gabe and I don't shut up during movies, so I think we might like horror, like be horror <laughs> movies, because then we get to talk the entire time yeah. and just make fun of it. We're riff trackers. So, yeah. did, so okay. On that note, did you guys go see a Quiet Place together? Because you can't talk during that movie. We we have not seen it oh yet, and I think I a part. Of, I know. <laughs> yeah, we we are we're very upset at ourselves, but it, it it's I think a part of us have very much been like we don't know if we'll be able to contain ourselves and if that's like a thing that we want to like impose on other people because we just feel very strongly about what we're watching yeah. and the compulsion to say stuff is there but yeah we've we're we're working on it we're gonna get out there it's, if anything we'll watch in our house where it's okay yeah. if we say stuff. well and it, it, the the best part about my viewing this is and this doesn't have any spoilers in it is I uh, I stood in the line to get snacks for everyone. We ended up going. This is when like movie pass, you could like just you could sign in and out of each other's phones uh, and not have to worry about it shutting down on you. So everyone had already paid for the tickets and whatnot. And they went into the theater. Uh, I was waiting in line to get snacks and whatnot. And I, I go in and meet everybody in there. And uh, I like previews are playing, but it's dead silent. And I, and I, I sit down. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, there's just no sound. I'm like, do you think this is like, they're trying to get us in the mood? Like, it was literally, you just, it was dead silent. And, and then eventually they got the sound working. It was just a, a weird fluke. But oh, that's funny. It, 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 it honestly set the tone for the movie because I was already like wigged out by, because no one was talking during the trailers so either. Quiet, like, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, it is a movie where like, me and my fiance were, were chatting with each other and it, it like it, we had to be below a whisper because it is a quiet movie for n- probably 75 to 85 percent of the movie if not more if not more if anything i feel like that's like it makes people so uncomfortable to like have to be so quiet well that's like the movie hush on oh netflix yeah, good was such a hush? good film oh. and it's like <laughs> it's it's very scary it's it's scary because it's like the strangers which is one of the yep. fundamental okay. horrors of my life but it's worse because the main character is deaf so like the the killer or like the the stranger who's stalking her like makes noise and like will be there and like so she can't she doesn't turn around or react the way that you would so like the whole time you're just like super stressed out for her and like screaming at like so the screen what's happening like just turn around yeah she's like so, so nerve-wracking and the guy doesn't know that she's dead no she, he knows after, after but yeah but like at first he's like wait a yeah. minute wait a minute and then he starts taunting her because she's deaf which is a whole thing so i've also been a little nervous about watching a quiet place after the anxiety that ensued after that film. Uh, first uh, as someone who's who ha- has watched the stranger uh, yeah, the strangers uh that hush movie and a quiet place you don't have to worry about that with a quiet place it's not that kind of like <laughs> silence at all hush i don't it sounds like you guys liked it i did not it was i don't know what it was i i i I watched i finished it and i felt like it it was good maybe it was the end i'm having trouble remembering which goes to show you that it's also probably not a great movie for me because i don't really remember much of it but i feel like it (laughs) maybe was how it ended there was something 
there was something about it that I was just like, oh, this is stupid. Um, but The Strangers is now. Yeah. Have you guys watched? I haven't seen the new one. Did you guys see the new one? No, okay. I have not. All right, good. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not the only person. Um, yeah. but I remember the strangers was actually one of the first DVDs I got from Netflix when, when Netflix was strictly oh, yeah. a DVD Those thing and I got it. I was, I had moved back in with my parents for a little bit. Uh, and I started watching it. Uh, I had just gotten the Xbox. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, and I signed up for, I think they gave me a free month of Netflix or something. And that's how I got the strangers. So I started watching it at night by myself in my, in, in my oh, room. No. And I don't know how far I got, but I turned it off. I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. Tomorrow, I'll go. Uh, so I tried again the next night. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So it was like the third <laughs> the third day. I watched it in the middle of the afternoon. My, my bedroom door wide open. <laughs> and I was 20. I was 25-ish, 24-ish. Like, I was a grown adult. I shouldn't be this scared. Uh, but that is definitely one of the most frightening movies I've ever seen. To the point where three years later, I watched it with one of my good friends uh, at night and uh, our my roommate's little brother came out and I said, I'm too scared to go downstairs and lock the door. Go lock the door. And <laughs> and me and my friend who was five years older than me watching this movie, literally just we were so scared watching it, like Scooby doing cuddling almost. <laughs> Yeah, I watched that film and it's funny because I also got it as a DVD from Netflix because I used to in the rotation we get like three yes, DVDs yes. or two was like the first and it would always be like one like action or one family or something for like the rest of my family and then there'd be one horror movie which was like that's Gabe's movie mm-hmm. and so I would just like make the entire family watch this horror movie with me and that was one of them where there was like six of us in the living room just like covered in blankets like terrified and gripping each other yeah. and like our living room had like a glass screen door like a glass door and it was like we didn't have like a curtain or anything so like we everyone just kept glancing at it like terrified that someone would be in there it was just awful but like also wonderful yeah (laughs) i don't think there's a a movie that's ever scared me more than the strangers and like i and i i want to say i kind of can scare easily i guess if it's like if it's actually scary um, like I remember as a kid when I watched Scream, like being, I guess that was more jump scare than anything else, but like, uh-huh. I, I still like, I had part of the reason I didn't go see the strangers pray at night or whatever, uh, was because I didn't want to go to the theater by myself. And, and my fiance was like, <laughs> I will not ever see a, that movie, like that realistic horror. She's like, I'll never go to like, you're, you're you're oh, no. so dumb. So I, I, I think that's why I didn't go. Aww. Um, but yeah, that's, is there, uh, I, I guess that's like, I guess that's the sub genre of, of like that realistic horror. Is there other films that you guys have watched that are, is the aside from hush that it's like the strangers? Like, I can't think of another film that I've seen ever. Yeah, actually, there's uh, a French film called Them. Uh, Sorry, I'm like all stuffed up. (laughs) So there's a French film called Them, which is uh, based on a true story, which I think that the strangers came after that. And it's about like a couple who's in their house and they're terrorized by strangers. But then it, it happens to be like children. And so it's even more terrifying. And it's, again, based on, like, a true story. So at the end, you get, like, these, like, reports of, like, what actually happened. And, like, 
the fact that like someone was murdered and these kids were just like bored and you're just like that's even more terrifying than when you like read the end of like the strangers but that whole thing of like being home alone uh and then being like terrorized by somebody else there's also like uh it's like the dinner or something there's one there's just like a group of people at dinner and they're getting terrorized by people from the outside uh but there's a twist to that where like one of the protagonists like fights back and that's kind of fun um but yeah it's it's definitely like a like some it's it's scary because there's no good reason why you're being terrorized uh and you don't know who it is so it could happen to anyone you know it's a whole thing and that's part of the reason why I, uh, and I'll, I promise this is the last time I go back to Scream, but that's part of the reason why I like Scream <laughs> is that it is, it out of a lot of those like horror films, slasher films, it to me seems like the most realistic where like it's not Freddy Krueger, it's not Jason, it's not Michael Myers, like it's just kids in a mask. Uh, it, it, yeah. it seems like it could realistically happen. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, middle school to like teenage kids are the scariest kids because like <laughs> they're like it's like seventeen again, where they're like everything is now, there is no future, and it's just like yeah. those are scary. Pain things. isn't real, and death isn't real. Where it's like they don't understand the consequences. Yeah. It's scary as hell. Uh, so I, let's kind of shift back as we as we have like about fifteen minutes left. Shift back to the podcast um, uh-huh. and. Uh, so this is is not only is this the first Philadelphia podcast festival for you guys. I am assuming is it your first live show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what are do you guys like? Have you guys thought about what you're going to be doing to kind of switch it up from what you normally do? Like, do you, do you have a game plan? I you know obviously it's less than a week away from when we're recording, so I assume you do. But yeah, I mean it's kind of a little. Uh, because we don't want it to be too much of us just like talking at people. Uh, so we tried to pick like a topic that people could relate to. Uh, so we chose urban legends is what we're going to be talking about. So like everyone has an urban legend that they grew up with or that their mother told them so that they wouldn't do, you know, that bad thing. Like, you know, the boogeyman will come and get you or chupacabra or something. So like kind of like opening that up for, for people to kind of discuss that. And like a lot of people don't even realize like that's horror and that you probably were like you know exposed to that at a young age uh, and then like we're gonna s- dissect those urban legends and see if they were based in reality and kind of like talk about the psychology of that but the the people aspect is that we're really hoping people have some stories uh of growing up and hearing like very specific i really want to hear like specific like town stories or like this is something that like my sister's cousin's best friend had this happen to her kind of silliness uh but i mean it's our first show and we we were struggling a little bit about how to incorporate the audience all I know is there will be alcohol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's. It'll help. I've decided. Uh, yes. It, it, it's. Uh, and the. I, I do recommend. When, and I guess you guys have been there. So you know. But the. Anyone that's listening to this. And has never been to t- Tattooed Moms. The Tater Tots. You got to get some Tater Tots. Uh, with, mm-hmm. with your alcohol. Yep. But yeah. No. Um, it's. what I've been doing live shows since the 2016 festival. Uh, and I, for the festival and outside the festival, I try to put on a couple shows a year. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it's, I, it, the, the biggest thing is just to like, kind of just 
know that you need to go with a game plan to, to, to interact with the audience, but also don't count on the audience wanting to interact. Uh, and, yeah. and kind of having a backup plan is, is usually my suggestion. And also like, I, one of the, like, I, I, a lot of people, cause I've gone to the, the show that I did at bridge set, actually, there was literally one person in the audience because my, it happened two weeks after my uncle passed away. So I did oh. no promotion for it. So it was my guest wife that was in the audience. So, <laughs> so virtually no one was in the audience. Uh, so it's, but like and a moment like that, which at tattooed mom, isn't going to happen. A, it's the festival. B, there's usually people in and out. Um, anyway, but you know, it's it's when I've had people ask me that was like, how do I put on a live show? And I kind of like just explain to them how to do it and whatnot. And like, what do you do if no one shows up, or if like only five people show up? And like, it's like, well, I mean, think about it this way: if five people sat around your house listening you talk about the bullshit that you're talking about on your podcast, it'd be pretty cool, right? Like, no one's doing that when you're when you're by yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thing is like, I'm fine if there's not a lot of people because I'm not exactly like a people <laughs> person. <laughs> um, Gabe will tell you, I'm pretty introverted. Like, they have to like bribe me to go outside. <laughs> so, I mean, part of the reason that I'm like, alcohol will happen is not because like I'm nervous about my podcast. It's that like there's going to be people looking at me and that's a stressful time. So like, I'm not too worried if one, the audience doesn't do a thing. I'm just going to pretend they're not there. Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, if they want to, they can, I'll give them candy. Um, but like also I'm not going to be thrown. I can just talk a bunch to Gabe and yeah, that's where I'm at with it. It's like either way, whatever. Yeah, our our kind of the way I think we're going to deal with it being our first show is so we always record in our living room and our guests, we always have them come over and watch a, sh- a movie with us based on the topic. And then they just sit in the living room, room with us and then talk about this topic. So we're just going to pretend that it's our living room, which yeah. is good that it's the tattoo mom because it's yeah, like there's a couch yeah. there. So like, I'm like, I'm ready to just chill and be like, welcome to our, our larger living room that everyone's definitely in in okay. <laughs> yeah um, and we're definitely we're gonna bring um some props some snacks cool. uh related to our urban legends oh, so neat. that's gonna that's be a little nice. fun so you got the live yeah. interaction going on already so that's good that's that's always yeah. the challenge especially like, especially now this show as you can tell I'm, I'm by myself it completely changes for the festival where i have a co-host i i i do the late night shtick where there's a monologue and i have a i have a main guest i have a comedian or a musician um, I, I uh-huh. you have to switch it up. You know, it's some shows you can you can just sit around and do the same thing and and, and do minor tweaks. And there's other shows where uh, I love sitting down and talking to people for an hour at a time, just learning about what they love and whatnot. Uh, but I think in a live venue, that's kind of gets boring. Uh, so, but <laughs> but shows like you know where you have the horror element, I think is just naturally a people thing. Like it's gonna catch people's ears and whatnot and um a lot of the show i look at a lot of the shows on the schedule and it's like well most of them are pre-built to be an to, to be live audience whereas mine i have to tweak the hell out of uh to work but yeah it's um it's it's a it's it's gonna be a fun time uh i don't have you guys checked out uh, any of the shows this year at the festival 
No, I was uh, out of town uh, when it started, but I'm hoping to get to see uh, some of them. So we're a part of the the Tribbles network. Uh, so hoping I miss Len's solo show, but I'm hoping to see them. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Tim Marie from Sex okay. with Tim Marie on our podcast on Friday or on Thursday. So I'm hoping to see her on Friday uh, and just kind of like also catching some of the shows before us um, because we know some of the the podcasters there and just trying to kind of network with some of them. But also like there's so many different like topics and like interesting things last year i went to quite a few shows and like did a um like a news piece for the tv station i work for uh this time i'm a little too stressed <laughs> to do that <laughs> but i still hope to get around to see some of them well, and, and i'm pulling up the schedule now to see what's going on on the 30th and i'll tell you you guys have a really good uh lead-in doom thugs i don't know if you've seen them live yeah uh not yeah. live. Doom Thugs, their live performance is I, I've gotten to seen it twice now. Um and they bring a great audience. They and usually audience sticks around for a little bit. Um so you have a pretty good lead in uh with them. And the only other show that's at Tattooed Mom that I know of is Blacklisted. Uh they're they're hosted by a couple former um, wrestler friend of mine uh, when I used to wrestle. Huh. Uh, so it's like a nerdy uh, um, African based. I don't know. Maybe Africans. I don't. I don't know the proper term here. But it's very. It's very. Um, very nerdy. Very pro. Uh, pro black for lack of a better term. I. I'm sure there's a better way to say that when it's not 11:05 at night. Uh, but yeah. Ronnie knows yeah. what I mean. I he knows what I mean. They're they're good people. Yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like the Black Tribbles, actually. Probably. I I, I think that the the and I, I haven't listened to um I've listened to a little bit of the Black Tribbles, um but my guess is that like I would say Blacklisted is probably like a a hard R, <laughs> uh version of, uh-huh. of Black Tribbles. Um, it yeah. is, is where, where the difference is there, but yeah, um, probably very similar. Uh, and it's a good day. And I think there's a show that's outside of that venue, uh, going on on the 30th too. Yes. The truck last podcast on the left. Yeah. Last podcast. Yeah. yeah so that's, that, <laughs> that's going to be fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend of podcasting just for anyone that's like kind of listening. Um, the, Tattooed Mom is is just a great venue venue in general. The thirtieth has some good shows. Uh, the first, you know, I might be biased, but there's a good there's a pretty good block of shows uh, with everything is awesome kicking things off. Uh, <laughs> and, but it's it's there's actually like it's, I I got on record as saying that like I think the twenty third. I don't know if you guys looked at the schedule. They stacked the twenty third. That that was a pretty good like day of podcasting. Um, yeah, that's when I was out, so I wasn't able to get to it. So, uh, and and uh, as a, I guess one of the final things we'll talk about, uh, I'm just curious, um, as someone who last year you were uh, at the festival as as a as a fan slash kind of writing, uh, you know, writing up for your for work, how was the festival like uh, from a fan standpoint? Yeah, I I definitely see that it's grown. Uh, there's a lot more happening. the The list of kind of different podcasts that are there just seems to like have blossomed from last time because I remember it just felt a little more of like a skeleton kind of uh, 
setup, uh, but this one seems really great. And there's a lot of diverse topics yeah. and things that are being handled this year yeah. that I'm really interested in uh, and a lot of newbie podcasts like ourselves. So that's kind of like, it's fun to see people when they're like first starting mm. out uh, and kind of like getting their, like their legs under them. And then like to see them like next year and see how they've come from there. So even just as like a podcaster myself, I like to go and just like take notes and be like, Oh, that's how they do that thing. And that's how they incorporate this. And Oh, what interesting like intro, music or things like that um but definitely as a fan i really like that there's there's so much more that's going on and so much more that's happening and it's like you can't you can't get enough and it's awesome to see uh that we have such a lush base here in philadelphia yeah philly is definitely um i call it like the the podcasting capital because i don't i don't feel like there's another city that has the passion for podcasting like Philly does. I I've been yeah. argued with, with f- some Chicago people and I'm sure people from New York and LA would, would <laughs> oh, make those arguments. Does. But my, my point with that is that speci- and, and maybe Chicago has a good argument. Um, but, but LA and New York are, are a bunch of celebrities basically doing podcasts. Like there's not a, like, I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of indie podcasters out there, but if you go to LA pod fest or you go to uh, whatever the New York festival is, they're all traveling gigs. Same thing with the Chicago fest. Yeah. Yeah. Say it's even Chicago. It, it was traveling gigs. Philly last year was the first year we had traveling gigs. And even then they, they tried to book people like we got this Mark, um, not Mark Hal is from the area. Like he's a Philadelphia. He's, I think, Oh, I I think Hal's from Monco. He's a, he's a Philadelphia boy. So yeah, it it was, uh, yeah, he's such a nice dude too. I don't know if, um, if you listen to their show or if you've talked to him, I've interviewed Hal for the last two years to, to help promote the festival. And uh, he's such an awesome dude and uh, very, like, very pro the podcast festival here in Philly. Like, he, he loves that, that it happens. And, and he comes out of here, like, very graciously out of the kindness of his heart and, and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't shock me that, like, Philly would be more just, like, down yeah. to earth, like, rooted people. Because that's, like, Philly's whole thing. We're not yeah. fancy. We're who we are. We're here. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> And like, I mean, that's what I would expect from a Philly podcast fest is that people from Philly are coming out to just like hang out and talk and be yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah. we're like, it's not fancy. Whatchamawats. It's just like, well, yeah, yeah. We're and, and that's what I do love about the festival is that is that we're the only festival that I know of that for the most part, two years ago, I could say 100 percent free. But but now there's some shows that you have to get, you know, you have to pay for. But for the most part, you know, not, if, if you want a free day of entertainment, like 90 percent of the shows are free that are part of the festival. Uh, and, and we're the only ones that do that. Like if you, there is a ticket that you need to, to get into every other festival that I know of, at least when it comes to podcasting. Um, and and I think that's really unique. And, and it says a lot that like tattooed mom and a Malcolm Compton coffee house and, and red caps corner this year. And that's the thing, like the, the, the amount of shows that are a part of the festival this year is actually about the same as last year. It's just spread out because a lot more venues like volunteered their space. Um, I don't know about like fit and good, good comedy. I'm sure there was, I don't know if they, they volunteered their space, but I I can tell you tattooed mom and amalgam, like they are two venues that are very supportive of the podcasting community. 
Oh yeah, we and I I work for Philly Cam, okay. which had the podcast fest at our location okay. too as well last year. Uh this year we didn't get uh we didn't get asked, but we're always like, yeah, come on in. Like we have our own radio station and uh that's where like Black yeah. Tribbles and other podcasts go through. So yeah, the, we're yeah, I, I 100% because I, I, I saw uh, Black Tribbles is definitely like I don't I should listen to their their show or shows more, but I definitely look at them as more of like a model of what I'm trying to do. Uh, and I was like, yeah. holy crap, they're on like FM radio. Like I can go to Philly cam and like take some courses So I, I and like do my radio show there if I pitch it to them. So I've been like yeah. I've been threatening myself to do that one day. <laughs> you definitely should. It's it's one day. I also threatened to take an improv class. I just need to find the time. Do I need it. to stop. It's so stressful, but do it. <laughs> it's fun. It's it, yeah. What's that? Gabe made me take an improv class, oh, and yeah? I was like crying the entire time. But it was also very fun. I have no regrets. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's something that I I badly want to do, and I think more so like originally I wanted to do it to to do improv, but more so now it's like well, it's definitely going to make me a better podcaster and a better live podcaster for sure. So. Oh yes, yeah, definitely helps with that. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, we've been here for a little over an hour. We talked a lot of horror uh, and, and whatnot. So before I let you go, go ahead and get all your plugs out, including your your podcast best show. Yeah, so we are live Saturday, June thirtieth at four p.m. at Tattoo Moms. You can find us at theghoulsnextdoor dot com, where we have pretty much all the links to our podcast, our blog. Uh, you can find us at. Facebook as just Ghouls Next Door and Instagram as Ghouls Next Door. And then Twitter, unfortunately, someone has Ghouls Next Door. So we're just at Ghouls Next. That's NXT door <laughs> until we can murder those other people. I don't know. Uh, but yes. Send the witches. Yes, we'll send the witches. We'll whatever but at the moment that's what we are uh and you can uh just find us there uh or our website has all those links as well we're also recently on spotify yes yeah spotify stitcher itunes google play uh cast box i don't know we're on everything we <laughs> infiltrated it's just like i'm gonna listen to our podcast myself but i'm also gonna complain about it because we're not on spotify and that's the thing i use so now that we're on there i'm like yes yeah. Is that like a, a, a good uh, podcast, like a good place to listen to a podcast at? Because I don't listen to anything on Spotify. Yeah. I think what it is is that a lot of people listen to their music there. So it's more okay. convenient. So uh, a lot of people were like, I only, that's the only app I have that has sound in it. And then it's like, okay, well, now you don't have an excuse. So catch up by next week, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that by listening to it at one and a half speed. That's what I do. No one sounds normal to me anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 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 i i don't recommend listening to your friends that do podcasts at one and a half speed because then you have to talk to them in real life and it, it blows your mind <laughs> that's so scary <laughs> but like now we have to because like horror right yeah that's true yeah well if you want listen to it two times then that's when it gets real freaky oh, and then wow. you and then you talk to the person in real life uh guys gabe Kat, thank you for doing the show. Yeah, yeah thank you for, for having, having us. us. Uh, good luck at the festival. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy it. It's your first one. You never get a first live show again. So enjoy it. You're, you're going to kill it. And yeah. uh, make sure uh, you check out phillypodfest.com slash schedule for the remaining schedule of podcasts happening this weekend. <laughs>
Thank you, Gabe and Kat, for being a guest on the show. I loved talking to you about horror movies, um, about your podcast. I can't wait to dive in and, and just digest your show. Um, it's it's like a, sounds like a nice, perfect blend of comedy and and um, and true crime, almost, uh, but all about uh, all about horror horror movies, horror video games, horror, the horror genre, no matter where you're, you're in taking that genre. So thank you, uh, ladies, for being a guest on the show. Knock it dead on the 30th. Uh, and thank you guys, the listeners, for supporting Everything is Awesome. If you want to support us even more, please go to patreon.com slash that entertains. And for as little as a dollar a month, you, subs- you can subscribe to everything on That's Entertainment, which includes which includes everything is awesome, the That's Entertainment Podcast Network and all our comic book reviews and stuff like that. Early access, exclusive content, all the stuff that we're trying to bring at you uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Um, if you can't do that, understand, five-star rating reviews at iTunes. That Apple Math helps us get us in front of more listeners uh, to, to, to help expand our audience. And also word of mouth recommendations. That's even better. Uh, guys, I hope to see you on July. This is the last day. This is the final day of our Philadelphia Podcast Fest celebration. That's right. Final day of the celebration. So thank you all for hanging out. We have one more show we're releasing this week, which is our Wizard World panel. But until then, I hope to see you at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Hey, you're listening to us right here on awesomepodcast.com. We are part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. And we've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.